Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. That's especially good on this snowy April morning. It is Monday, April 13th, and uh, we've got a spring snowstorm going on here. Came in overnight. It was predicted. But we might get several inches of snow. I'm glad that uh, the lilac and the peony had not gotten very far in bedding. We will see how they come out of this. But I think that uh, I think maybe they were early enough on that the freeze should not get them. But it's cold. It's um like 27. So. Definitely chilly and a pretty good wind blowing. So, a shift in the weather. It's funny because um, we have these bushes that we don't know what they're called. You know, they were here when we moved in. I think maybe we figured out what they were called once and then promptly forgot. But they bloom with these very sweet flowers and the bees were all over them on Saturday. The bees were just having a great time. Oh, it's lovely to see the bees out. So let's see. This is uh, the week that the Promised Queen is due, technically on Wednesday. And I think I am not going to make it. I am close. I've revised 288 pages. And have 374 total. And I'm at 103,000 words. So if I only finished out the last few thousand words and called it good, I could turn it in. But <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And also I figured out that I think it's really going to be closer to 119,000 words than 110. So I'm going to have to ask editor Jenny for a couple days extension, which um, for those of you in the know is really not a big deal. Um, the publishers are so accustomed to authors blowing their deadlines by months that if you ask them for a few days or a week, they're just like, oh yeah, because <laughs> it's nowhere close to what their deadline, what their real internal deadlines are. So hopefully that was is what Jenny will say. And worst comes to worst, I can send her the draft of what I have. I can finish it out and um, then revise. I technically probably don't, technically probably, Jesus, Jeffy, I probably don't have to uh, um, do as much as I'm doing now because I could do some of this uh, during developmental edits, but I keep thinking of things to layer in. <clears throat> the other thing that I was doing over the weekend, I'm sort of mixing my foam in here, <coughs> was, um, when was it, on like Thursday? Thursday? Something like that. Anyway, uh, Editor Jenny had emailed me about the narration for the audiobook. 
and wanting to know if I wanted to use the same narrator. And I had seen things here and there from those of you who had listened to the audiobook, and I went and looked up a couple reviews. And with it being alternating his and her first-person narration, the um, there were a couple reviews saying that they thought her voice, and, and most people thought she was a very good narrator, and I do think she has a beautiful voice, beautiful British accent, and she has nice register, so she can do deeper voices as well. But a lot of people felt like there was too much similarity between when she's in Khan's point of view and when she's in Leah's point of view. I might have talked about this on Friday. Sorry, I apologize if I did. I never remember what I tell people. <laughs> um, so anyway, I said, well, you know, a lot of people felt like ideally there could be a male narrator and a female narrator for the alternating sections. And they said, no, that's too expensive. I, I kind of thought maybe it was. So they said, but maybe you could give her character notes. And I said, well, sure, let me listen to Orchid Throne over the weekend. And I'll send notes on Monday. So that's what I'm doing. And I think I have some ideas for how she can especially make Khan's sections more distinctive. And, of course, this is narration for Fiery Crown, if I wasn't clear on that. So, um, as I'm listening to Orchid Throne, I listened to it some over the weekend, I found that um, that there were some things that I had seated, on, seated in early on. Many prepositions in that. You could tell I'm in editorial mode, right? <laughs> that I I could layer in, that I should probably follow through on. It's, um, you know, some things just don't quite connect anything. I see them in early on because they occur to me, and then they don't quite play out in the end. Other things do. And probably in a perfect world, I would write like all three books, and then I would go through and edit out the stuff in book one that doesn't go anywhere. But alas for that, um, do not live in a perfect world. So yeah, I've just been thinking about the book pretty hard. Um, let's see. Saturday, I did yoga, the kick my ass yoga Saturday morning. That was good. I should remember on Friday to invite you all. You could sign up and do it too. You could do the online kick my ass yoga. All you do is set up an account, and then you could get the Zoom link, and we could do it together. So that was good, Getting the doing the yoga. Um, Friday evening, we did happy hour with my folks. It was fun to see their faces. We're going to do that more often via Zoom. And Saturday midday, uh, we did Lyra meeting via Zoom. And we did do the member updates, and it was really good. It was um, well handled, and the president emailed me later in the day on Friday and said, oh, yeah, this is absolutely what we're going to do. So I was much happier. And I did a bunch of work in the garden on Saturday afternoon. 
ahead of this storm. I actually have the back garden, secret garden, entirely cleaned up. Yay! So it's ready for when the snow clears out. Be, um, I think it'll be a pretty garden this year. I did call Agua Nursery and ask them if they're able to sell plants right now, and they said no. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe they'd have some sort of curbside shopping, but no. So I'll just have to wait. It's interesting because I know places like Home Depot and Lowe's are open, and they'll have plants. So because, you know, like hardware stores are considered essential, I think they're still open. So do I go buy plants there? It doesn't seem fair to shirk the local businesses. I might just have to wait. But I definitely want to go online and order um, Morning Glory seeds. I should put that on my list. In fact, I'm going to write that down because I do want to get those ordered since they don't seem to be anywhere about. Oh. Because you guys know I love my Morning Glories. Order... I did order contact lens solution online because uh, our local grocery store doesn't carry it. They only carry stuff for soft contact lenses. I'm apparently a dinosaur in the contact lens community. Seeds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what else did I do? Yesterday, I cleaned the house and did laundry. That was exciting. <laughs> uh, it seemed like the day went by really fast. I'm not quite sure why. And then last night, we did um, Zoom happy hour with David's siblings, um, the four couples. All got online together, so that was fun. Well... Yeah, I don't, and I did some reading yesterday. I am reading um, Milla Vane's book, Milla Vane's Heart of Blood and Ashes. Is that it? Uh, I'm looking it up on Kindle on my phone. I also um, downloaded a whole bunch of, that's not it, a whole bunch of samples of things. Uh, those of you who follow me on social media know that I um, asked on Friday about, was it Friday? Friday. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, here. Yeah, A Heart of Blood and Ashes, which is A Gathering of Dragons, book one. Uh, I like it. I'm really liking it so far. Melivane is a pseudonym for Mel Jean Brooke. I think she must have decided to do a reinvention for this book but yeah i'm liking it so far so yeah i had asked for recommendations because i had been reading you know and it's funny i'll say this on the podcast even though i won't i didn't put it exactly on facebook and twitter but i had been reading shadow and bone by lee bardugo and <laughs> you know i have had this book and it's a 2012 book um, I've had it for probably six years, something like that. Uh, my first agent 
Pam Howell, I think she's she's gone through several last names, but I think it's Howell right now. She bought it for me when we were here, when she was here in Santa Fe. And she had said, I love this book. I love this book so much. and You should read it. And I'd seen lots of people over time. It was an enormously successful book. It's YA fantasy. And <clears throat> people loved, loved, loved this book. And with romance. So people are always saying, oh, and it's got this great romantic storyline. And you would love it. And my agent was all, oh, you should, you should read it. And I had tried to read it a couple of times. And just didn't get into it. And you guys all know my TBR is huge, right? You know, I've got like... 300 paper and digital books in my TBR, and it um, just doesn't change. And every once in a while, I try to um, rescue a TBR orphan because I'm always getting new books, even though I say I won't. And, of course, now I just ask for all these new wrecks. <laughs> um, so I went through, and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to you know, read something in my TBR, and I try to do genre research. You know, so books that did really well, I try to read. So I thought, well, I'm going to try and read this one. And I could get into it more easily this time than before. For some reason, my reading mojo has changed. I guess I've talked about that some. But for a while there, it was very hard for me to read some books. I was just, maybe my critical brain was going too, too hard and fast. But... I, it's my, I'm much more forgiving of openings now and so forth. And, I mean, this has a kind of beginning that I don't like, um, which is, you know, it starts out with the boy and the girl. The boy and the girl, and it's like... And I realized I'd never gotten past the prologue, and you guys know how I feel about prologues. I was like, why didn't I just skip the prologue? So anyway, then I got into the book, and I was enjoying it until about two-thirds of the way through. And I'm going to spoiler. So if you don't want to know these things, um, go away. <laughs> I, I can't promise not to say anything else after, but you know, this book has been out for so long. Um, so, you know, so the boy and the girl are, you know, orphans together and best friends, and she's desperately in love with him, and he's off screwing other women because she's not interesting. She's skinny and sickly and gross. <laughs> I don't know. And he's not interested in her, but they're still friends. And then she gets, discovers secret power of sorceress, which is cool. And this wizard called the Darkling is the one who discovers it in her. And he takes her away. And as Somebody commented on Facebook, I think it was Charity Vandehey, said, um, the sexual tension between them is so thick you can cut it with a knife. The Darkling is a super cool character. He's, you know, tortured and immensely magical and all of this great stuff. And so I was really having a good time reading this book. Um, I didn't think it was incredible, you know, people are like, oh, it's so original. And I do think this is something that happens when you read a book like eight years after it's come out. There's been a lot of things written like it since. And probably at the time, it was really original. But now it didn't read as so original. And, I mean, it, it was good and it was keeping my attention. 
But then at two thirds of the way through was, I felt like very little indication for it. It was like the book suddenly pivoted and the darkling turned out to be evil and the heroine escapes from him on someone else's say so. We never see him actually do anything terrible. It's just someone says, oh, you're just too stupid to realize how evil he is. And then the childhood friend guy rescues her and and he's all, oh, I just never noticed you before, but I'm noticing you now and I'm sorry. Yeah. And I don't know, it was just really irritating because there's this whole idea that because she had, when she'd been chested as a child, she had withheld her magic because she didn't want to be separated from this boy. So it's like, and then it had sort of eaten away at her, and that's why she'd been so sickly and so forth. So it's like she had sabotaged herself for him, but he doesn't notice her until like she's been magically uh, released, and now her beauty is showing, and she's powerful and interesting. And it's like, oh, now he notices her. <laughs> And, you know, whereas the Darkling was someone who noticed her before she was obviously any of those things. So anyway, it was um, not the kind of uh, romantic arc that I like. Uh, and she ends up with the boy. And it's like, I don't, you know, I think they like kiss once. I mean, there's like no s sexual tension between them at all. It's, it's like their brother and sister. And it's one of those things that I, I try to, you know, when people ask me what tropes I don't like, I can usually can't think of them. But the childhood love is one that I do not like. Um, first of all, I find it's, I don't understand why people like it so much. You know, it's kind of creepy to me. <laughs> you know, like the idea that kids form a romantic bond. And also who you are as a child is not who you are as an adult. And if you are, you know, it's this idea that somehow it's the purest love with this person that you knew as, with a person that you knew as a child before you could like consciously craft who you want to be as an adult. I, there's just nothing about it. I like, and never mind that this guy was just kind of a jerk. And he's like, Oh, I just want you to be like you always were as a girl. It's like, well, sorry, honey, but she's not going to be. So anyway, I'm not reading the rest of the series because I've heard it's just the same. And when I put this on Facebook and mentioned it, like, I was vague about it, and on Twitter, I, a whole bunch of people guessed exactly what book I was talking about. They're all like, oh, yes, I hated that, too. <laughs> I was like, well, why didn't you guys warn me? <laughs> so I asked for um, recommendations for something that's really good. I said two things. I, want, I need a palate cleanser. I want something with excellent science fiction or fantasy world building, and I want a satisfying romance because there's nothing worse for me than like getting that romance itch going and then have it be unsatisfied. It's like, um, it's all foreplay, no climax. And so it's like, just give me my climax. I want my climax. And it's just amazing to me that people will recommend things. I mean, it's two criteria and people won't recommend things that don't match those criteria. You know, like somebody suggested, um, you know, Naomi Novik's Spinning in Silver, which I enjoyed. And I said, but, you know, it's not really a romance. And it's not satisfying romantically. And they're like, yeah, but it's a great fantasy. It's like, yes, but it's not what I asked for. And then somebody else recommended this 
historical romance. And he, and he even said, um, he said, this book is so good, it just blows the doors off of your requirements. Like my requirements are somehow this um, capricious thing that doesn't matter. It's one of my, my peeves that people do this with readers is when a reader says, um, I want this kind of story that people inevitably will step in and say, oh, you don't really want that. You don't, you don't know what you want. Let me tell you what you want. And it's like, no, <laughs> as readers, we do know what we want. Uh, don't tell us otherwise. So uh, I did end up with um, uh, Angela James popped in and recommended Melivane's book. And she said, I think you'll really like this one. And, you know, Angie James is good at recommending books. She does not do that. She does not disregard your parameters as if you are somehow foolish. I do think it's funny that it was a guy who told me that my requirements were, uh, that it would blow the doors off of my requirements because clearly I'm just a silly girl who doesn't know what she wants. <sighs> Alas. All right. I've been talking for a while this morning. I'm garrulous today. I'm going to go get to work. I will. Oops. I will talk to you tomorrow, but I will also tell you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you will love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And now I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.